0: Hi, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Inclusion Podcast. I'm Julie Coston, and I am thrilled to be back with you today to talk about one of my favorite topics of co-teaching. So in the last podcast, you might remember I talked about re-energizing and refueling and getting ready, relaxing in the summer. And that is exactly what I've been doing. I just returned from a lovely vacation with my family in northern minnesota so i am re-energized and ready to go and i came back to a slew of email and um like i'm sure happens to all of you when you go on vacation so i've been reading through the email and i have been thrilled to find a theme that's emerged and i decided to address my podcast to it and the theme that has emerged is about co-teaching i received an email from a parent about co-teaching and she asked how can I help my educators get ready for co-teaching in the fall I received an email from a special ed teacher and a general ed teacher and they were asking if I would do an episode on co-teaching and how to get ready for co-teaching and then another one from a paraprofessional and they said um, please do an episode about co-teaching and how to work in a classroom so I wanted to let you know that this fifth episode is going to be called co-teaching to teach together. As always, I intend to spend around 15 minutes trying to provide you with the best resources and supports that I can to create truly inclusive schools. So let's jump in and get started. I've had a lot of experience with co-teaching. So in my career as an educator, I co-taught elementary and middle and high school at different times. So I've really had the range, the age range of co-teaching experiences. And I think that co-teaching is really the nectar of inclusion. Getting to work side by side with other educators to create experiences for students that can be successful in general education is some of the best work that I've done as an educator. I've also taught many people how to co-teach so I taught at Syracuse University as you know and there I taught a class all about co-teaching and then since I've left Syracuse University I've done a lot of professional development On co-teaching so many districts hire me to come and work with their teams in terms of how to co-teach so from the very big kind of why co-teaching all the way down to how do I assess students using a co-teaching model and what are the methods that I use etc so I've got a deep and wide range of co-teaching experiences All of the questions that I received about co-teaching were really about preparing to co-teach and some were about specifics like types of co-teaching and methods and models of co-teaching. I plan to organize this podcast with five big ideas around co-teaching that can help anyone prepare for co-teaching. So the first big idea around co-teaching is I want you to know about a resource, a book that Paula Kluth and I wrote called 30 days to the co-taught classroom. We spent 10 years collecting material and putting our best thinking into how to create an amazing, nearly miraculous, and frankly, earth shattering partnership in one month or less. This is where I would start. So whether you're a parent, whether you're an administrator or an educator, I would start with this book. It is filled with useful ideas about how to do this work in ways that I can't cover in a 15 minute podcast. So I'm gonna start with that. If you're interested in getting it, if you go to inclusiveschooling.com and you go under books, you'll see a delightful picture of Paula and I on the cover of this book. Um, It's a drawn photo um, of us, I think you'll like it. And I think that would be an incredible place to start. So that's number one first thing is look at this book consider buying it if you're an administrator many districts are using it as a book club book for all of their co-teachers and that has been incredible professional development for folks so that's just my first thought secondly I want to talk about co-teaching in terms of how to prepare for co-teaching in the fall so when preparing for co-teaching I'm going to give you several ideas The first is you must connect to your co-teacher. So let's just imagine that you're a high school special ed teacher and you're gonna be working with seven different, I guess I'll use worst case scenario, you're working with seven different co-teachers. I might start by sending an email to everybody with a little introductory paragraph. sharing about who you are and what your hopes and dreams are for this school year. And then kind of start the communication that way. If you're working with one or two co-teachers, I would probably meet face to face with them this summer if possible, or even over Skype, and talk about things to get yourself set and ready for the school year. The kinds of things that you wanna talk with your co-teachers about would be your vision. Starting out with, you know, how do students learn best? How are you hoping to work together as a team? What do you think scheduling will look like? And then set aside co-planning time throughout the school year. Create and make co-planning time in your schedule as soon as you possibly can. And Paula and I like to use the word sacred planning time. This is planning time that you plan to use and keep so that you can be successful all year long. The magic of co-teaching happens in the planning, so carve that out. You could even write to your administrators and ask for a little bit of release time. Many schools do that. A little bit of release time once a month or every other month to do some bigger planning, so bigger unit planning. And so you carve it out so you're ready to go. Another thing you're going to want to do is review the IEPs and 504 plans of students to make sure you have a sense of students' needs, their gifts, their strengths, their abilities. So that's what I would do to get ready is connect with people, set a vision, set aside time to meet, review those IEPs and 504 plans. The next big idea, number three, is to talk a little bit about planning. What can it look like and what should it look like? Before I jump right into you know, what planning should look like, I want to talk about how to carve out time during the school year. The reason is a couple of these emails had questions about carving out that time during the school year and people being worried they wouldn't be given enough co-planning time. And Paula and I have discussed this several times and we work with school districts all over the country and we've yet to find a district that has oodles and oodles and oodles of planning time and teachers are just sort of not sure even how to spend all that time. Everywhere we go, the planning time isn't quite enough and people have to be incredibly efficient about the planning that they have. So I wanna talk about carving out time. Some people are carving out time by doing walk and talk. So co-teachers going for a walk at the end of the day, getting a little exercise and fresh air and talking about upcoming planning, some people are doing 10-minute planning meetings, and I find that to be brilliant because you can get a ton done in 10 minutes if you stick to your 10-minute time frame. Some people are doing communication notebooks or mailboxes or texting their planning, which isn't enough, but I'm just giving you ideas. Some people are doing a staff shuffle, which I love, which is that they find somebody who can cover their class so that people can pull plan together. A third grade team that we work with works with the fourth grade team, and they make sure to cover each other so they get planning time when they're doing something like read-alouds. Another school, they've eliminated duties like lunch aides and playground staffs and hall monitors, etc., for anybody who's co-teaching. So that's an idea you might actually bring up to your administrators. So we have to figure out how to carve out that planning time and make sure, again, like I said, that it's sacred planning time. So the third idea is carving out that time during the school year. And now I wanna move on to the fourth big idea, which is how to actually plan. Fourth big idea is plan to plan. And um, in the book, Paula and I devoted, uh, let me see, nearly 10 full days to planning so that people can really learn how to prepare to plan. But I'll give you a few of the tips that I think might be useful for you right now one of the first ones is that you always meet with an agenda don't even bother meeting without an agenda it has to be the centerpiece of your team meetings in your agenda we find it useful if everybody takes on different roles and the roles can be things like observer facilitator timekeeper encourager recorder we have in the book a do not disturb sign and it's something you can print and use We love it because you can just print it, use it, put it on the door. But actually, we know the reality of schooling. When you sit down to meet, usually 10 to 12 people walk in at different times needing something from you. And we have to start a culture of creating a sacred space and time for meeting so that you can get right right involved in that. Another thing is you want to make sure that your meetings matter. So you want to keep it moving. You want to get right down to business. And you want to start the meeting, stay on track, and keep people from getting stuck. And then at the very end, you want to close the meeting with some big ideas. So you might want to talk about what are your next steps, what are we going to do after this meeting, what's our to-do list, etc. When it comes to how to plan, I can't get into that in this particular podcast, although I might do an entire episode about planning. But basically, what you're going to do is think about, The entire lesson ahead and what are the unique skills gifts talents and abilities of the students that you're working with and how can you support students to be successful within that lesson what modifications do we have to create what adaptations might be needed to be made but very importantly what structures will you use so when you get down to the how to plan a lot needs to go into this piece But what you want to think about is how can kids be successful within the context of one single lesson or one single unit. The last and maybe most important piece when I talk about planning is you've got a plan for parity. And what I mean by that is too often when we co-teach, the general education teacher is the main sage on the stage and the special education teacher is kneeling and whispering and walking around and supporting and we want you to plan with parity in mind. So you've got to think about what are your roles going to be during each lesson and during each part of each lesson. Make sure to think about what might it look like if each of you had equal roles in the classroom situation. So that would be part of your actual planning is think about your roles and responsibility for each of the adults in the classroom. And this goes to the paraprofessional who wanted to know more about how to work within the context of a classroom, many people who are co-teaching are using Google Docs. I'm just gonna tell you, this is the biggest hint here. Use a Google Doc for your planning documents. Give access to everybody who's in that classroom. Create columns to say who's doing what when. So utilize co-teaching structures and responsibilities throughout the lesson in your Google Doc. This way, you don't have to, after a while, you don't have to meet face-to-face as often. If you're just talking about, for example, we're gonna have three stations when we do this lesson. You're gonna run this station, you're gonna run this station, and I'm gonna run this station. These are the materials we all need. These are the big main points we're covering. These are the objectives for specific students. And so now, everybody knows exactly what they're doing during a single lesson. So that is probably the biggest hint or tip on this podcast. And the last one is how to work as a team. How to work as a team is really about working with everyone who is on the team. So whether you're talking about parents, whether you're talking about paraprofessionals, whether you're talking about related service providers, or whether you're talking about students, What you wanna be thinking about is the larger team within which you operate as a co-teaching team. And one thing that I think is useful is to think ahead about when you need to meet with whom and how each person will take a role in educating the students who are in your care. So when you think about partnering with paras or related service providers, one thing we think about is making sure everybody understands their role and make sure we're thoughtful about respecting and connecting with paraprofessionals. And essentially what I think works best is, Paula and I wrote this on page 199 in our book, and it's called Inform, Coach, Assess, and Repeat, which is essentially inform one another about what you plan to be doing. General Ed teacher can sometimes take the helm on this where essentially you are telling everybody what the roles might look like within a particular lesson, and then coach when someone isn't doing what you want. So it might mean that you say, this is what I was thinking, let me show you what this looks like. Assess how things are going. Now this comes to families, related service providers, etc. cetera. At least monthly check in and ask the question, how are things going? How can we communicate better? How can we plan better? and you continue to work and repeat over and over. So one thing I've realized after doing this podcast today is we need a lot more on co-teaching. I feel like I barely skimmed the surface of many different topics that I wanna get into more deeply. So chances are that I'll be doing a lot more on co-teaching this upcoming summer. So keep an eye out for that. I also wanted to let you know that tomorrow Paula and I, well. Okay, so tomorrow, who knows when you'll be listening to this podcast, but Paula and I are doing a Facebook Live with Charmaine Thainer from Visions and Voices. And so if you want to watch that, that might give you even more about co-teaching that might be useful. So we're going to be talking about the book and a lot about strategies to effectively co-teach. So if you go to my Facebook page, so Julie Coston, you can go to my Facebook page, and I'm certain you can find it there or you can go to Inclusive Schooling Facebook page, and I'm certain you can find it there. So that's something else that you can look towards. So I want to say thank you, as always, for joining me. Please rate and subscribe, especially if you love this podcast. If you don't, send me an email and let me know how I can improve. So I just want to end by sending you love and creative energy as you set up your co-teaching structures for next year to make them as successful as possible. Thank you so much, until the next time.